Any hoodle. Any hoodle. <laughs> well, are we ready? Well, well, here's a little marketing for you. Oh, um, here's a little marketing huh. for you. Oh no, yeah, Ellen got her oh, name no. wrong. Oh wow. no, cut. <laughs> okay, kids. So I know how to say minuscule. Minuscule. I, I know how to say minuscule now. <laughs> Look, they just um. All right, we're so gonna put natural. a poll on this episode in the comments. Is that a thing? Is it wrong to say minuscule? <laughs> yeah, you're going to be outvoted two to one. So there you go. You know what's funny though Voting is now is that I've been now that I've been trying to say it correct, like minuscule. When I say minuscule, it does sound ridiculous. So you guys That's have trained good. me to say the word correctly now, and my apologies for all out there who I apparently offended by saying minuscule. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I accept your apology. Thank you. And we're here to help you on your word speaking journey. I appreciate that. I really do. I thought it was necessary that I start with that PSA before that's I. That's good. I mean, that's what you typically what um, news organizations do when they make an error in the previous story yeah. or in the previous article. They start with the things that they need to clear up, get get on on record. So I'm glad you did that. So Thank you. all yeah. of our listeners from the previous episode that <laughs> thought that they misheard a word, they did. And now Ellie's fixed it, and now we're learning new words. I fixed it. I've corrected the way that I say the word, and I apologize for offending to the to the Minotaur community <laughs> for saying it incorrectly. Never again. Any hoodle. Any hoodle. Anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome <laughs> back to Oh, here's a little marketing for you. I'm Ellie Hicks. I'm Ellen Zernko. And I'm John Young. Each week, we are going to talk about how to get the most out of your marketing for a small business or a nonprofit. This week, I'm so excited. Uh, might be one of my favorite weeks because we're going to be talking all about digital advertising and kind of getting into uh, the different platforms you can use for advertising, what it even really means, what you'll get out of it, when is an appropriate time for you to be using advertising. Um, it's a really great tool to use for uh, small businesses and nonprofits. It's a way to kind of get quick exposure, like almost immediate, and also really narrow down who you're talking to. So you have that opportunity to kind of pick your target audience um, as narrow as you need it to be and really get those messages out that you're looking for. So I'm excited um, about this one. I don't know if everyone else is. It's like when Kelly gets excited about her words, I get excited about advertising. So I mean, listen, I'm more excited about how awesome your hair looks today. So I'm. Oh my gosh! Well, thank you fabulous. for noticing. We're, we're going to talk about ads too, but I mean, really, it's it's all about the hair today. Thank you, thank you. I will accept all compliments in the comments as well. Thank you. <laughs> what comments, comments you're Kelly? talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Go. I just feel like. This like I could be thing. an influencer, acting, you know, you're with this like hair. A YouTuber. Drop them in the I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Like and yeah. Subscribe. All of our listeners out there, you're not seeing this video, but just trust that for some reason my hair looks great today. There may be a video at some point, and you will all get to see how amazing our hair looks today. <laughs> and if I we'll if post I post pics. any videos, I'll post this one first. Yes. And then I'll post the rest of them. It's just like these were like warm ups to the hair. Yes, That's true. All right, back to ads. Love it. Okay, ads. <laughs> ads are great. All right, ads are great. The end. Thanks for listening I, this week. Can we start right. with Oop. a little bit of a shout out design story of like how we decided to start providing ads? I think that's a wonderful idea. Is it story time with John? Is that yeah, what you're it saying? is. 
That's right, another kids. podcast. You should go grab that. All right, kids, have, <laughs> a, have a seat. Uh, let's sit crisscross applesauce, and let's talk about the story <laughs> of why Shout It Out does ads. Way back when, um, when I didn't do ads uh, and didn't have clients that needed ads, I had a referral partner that did ads. And so I said, here you go, clients. Call this reputable company, and they will happily run your ads for you. Turns out this reputable company didn't do a great job of reporting or customer service or transparency and costs. And so they upset my clients. And I said, we can't have this. So I figured out how to at least do ads in the ballpark of how good they were doing, which uh, wasn't hard, I found out. And I was able to do the customer service aspect better than them. So that was great. And then we said, we need to do more ads for more clients. And magically, Ellen said, aha, I have the person for you. And it's Miss Ellie Hicks with the amazing hair. Hey. So we brought Ellie into the fold, and that's what Ellie does, among other wonderful things. Can that's you tell the story. that John has a seven-year-old? <laughs> that <laughs> was excellent storytelling. Like, thank you. Actually, uh, story storytelling, we used to read books to her every night, but now it's just like she sits and reads a graphic novel to herself while you Aww. sit in bed with her. <laughs> so I just sit there quietly for like 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, I'm going to leave now. She's like, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> it's adorable. No, I love that because it kind of goes back to um, I think it was last was it last week or the week before that we talked about the story of Shout Out Design? I don't remember. Two, um, Two weeks ago, but maybe. like I love that this is the story of how we continually add services. It's you know we have clients that we are already serving really really well, and then they say I have this new problem. Can you help me? And you know if it's something related to what we already do, then we can normally at least figure it out and get them started. And then if they're looking for that extra level, we can either recommend another company, or if we have enough clients that need it, we can bring somebody in like Ellie, um, which is also what you did with content and all those other all those other things that we offer at Shoutout Design. <laughs> Those other mystery services that we don't talk yeah. about. <laughs> so I just love that story. Yeah, it's great. I'm happy to be here. I'm glad that you thought of me. <laughs> I'm glad that you thought of me uh, when you wanted to provide advertising for your clients. Now my clients. Um, it's wonderful. Our clients. And Step off the brakes there, Hicks. <laughs> our, our clients. Thank you. Um, but no, I think it's a really it's a really great tool. The thing is, though, I think it's maybe a lot of people might not know exactly what it entails. They might have this idea because I think the question that we get asked a lot that even starts this conversation is um, like or a statement is just I want to do Google ads or I want to do Facebook ads or what does this mean? What what does it mean to boost a Facebook post? And that kind of starts the conversation. Um, and honestly, you know, I want to do Google ads. Well, well, what do you mean by that? Because Google is a monster and there are so many different things that you can do with advertising. So the first step is we want to find out what issue you're having. So why do you want to run ads? Or uh, maybe we just kind of, it comes up in conversation and we think, you know, there, we might see an avenue or a problem that you're having where we can fix that through advertising. Um, and I mean, this is a topic we could probably talk about for hours uh, with different needs or, um, you know, whatever it might be that you're wanting to get. Uh, we could give you a variety of different strategies for this. So our goal today, I guess, is just to kind of take you through um, 
an overview, like a, a an overview of the different platforms or like the different types of ads you can run and just some examples, uh, example scenarios uh, where you would use some of these. So I think the two biggest ones that we use uh, and that we would recommend our clients use are uh, search engine advertising. Um, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about everything Google offers as well because it's so much more than just search engine advertising. Um, and then social media advertising. Um, social media is not only a great way organically or unpaid to get your messages out there, but there's also um, some paid ways to really, like I said earlier, target your audience with these messages. So, Without further ado, I want to jump into Google a little bit because that is um, what I'm passionate about. That's what um, I try to keep up on because, you know, if you thought that you knew how to run Google ads a year ago, you no longer do. I'm certain of it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, it how are those <laughs> recertification classes going? You um, have to take them every now and then, right? It's probably going to come up again in the next few months where I have to get recertified already. Um, it's yep. every year you have to take these tests to get certified, and um, which is a good thing. It's it's a lot. It's tedious, but there are constant changes. I mean, we see it with everything. We talk about Facebook all the time about how you log in one day and it just things look completely different, and you just you don't know. You had no idea. So the same thing kind of happens on these other platforms you log in and the interface even looks different or they've come out with a new feature and you have to learn all about how to utilize that because now we're talking money now we're talking these are things that we're putting money behind and so it's a little bit bigger of a deal because we are not trying to waste your money our money anyone's time um, we want your advertising to be the most effective that it can be so ellie what are all the different types of like ad presentations that you can have on say a search engine like Google like what are all the different ways you can run an ad so when we say Google it, it most people think search engine or search ads and that is probably the number one product um, that everyone could utilize so you could run text ads that show up on the search engine uh, above the organic listing so if you notice when you do a Google search so let's say you search ice cream near me. Um, you might see a couple of listings at the top that say add next to them. Those are paid spots that you can pay for to be at the top of the page. So then you scroll further down and now you see the organic listings. So you have the search ads. You also have display ads, which are probably the second most popular that I would recommend anyone use. These are going to be more awareness based. Um, and they show up. So, for example, if you are just, say, you're reading some news on a web page and you see ads for a car dealership or, you know, whatever it might be, you see the picture ads on the web page that you can click to. Those are display ads. These ads will run all across the Google Display Network, which is millions of websites um, that are affiliated with Google. Um, and, and they'll be your popular websites, too, you know, like news outlets or whatever it might be, you have access to run these ads on these web pages for more awareness. Um, and then you also have video ads, which are really popular. Um, you can run through YouTube. YouTube is a product of Google. Um, and so if you have really good video content, it's an awesome way to get that video content out. If you are an e-commerce store, there are shopping ads. Um, again, very effective. So if you are um, they show up similar to 
search ads, um, but they're those, it'll show your actual like feed of products to purchase um, and they'll show up at the top of the page or wherever um, ads will show. And then there are also app ads. So if you have an app, this will promote app downloads. They'll run across, again, the Google Play Network, Google Display Network, um, and really promote those app downloads. So a couple of those, they start to get a little bit more uh, niche, I guess. Did I say that word right? Because that's one that I think could be said wrong. <laughs> you could say it either way. Okay. I've heard it both ways. I, we, won't, we won't knock you down that. I am taking notes. I will find I will find a word that we need to correct, Joan, but that's not it. I know. Look, he's really paying attention. <laughs> um, I also, um, you know, I told him I was going to try to work the word minuscule in. So we'll see if I can still do that. That's not as planned as that just was. Um, but by but the yeah, way, so ice cream places near me. Boop. Young Jersey Dairy. I mean, I better be. You're sitting right I mean, on I, location. I, I can literally see people eating ice cream. That would be weird. If, <laughs> there if would be a the, problem. We, yeah. We'd have to look. We'd have to, we we'd would, have to do something. Yeah, we'd have to quit. We'd have to look into something if they weren't (laughs) popping up for you. Um, Can I share something that I love about Google? Yes, please. Okay, so here's here's the thing. Back in the day, back in the day, um, when you think about advertising, like in the very beginning of advertising, it was you know like maybe in a paper or a billboard or um, like when TV started to be a thing and there were there were tv ads there they were all very general they weren't very specific to you um and people really had no way of knowing if they were reaching their core audience um anything like that what i love about google is while while there are definitely conversations that should be had around like the ethics of you know how much you know about um your users and you know how pointed you get what i love is that the ads that i get are very specific to me Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm not seeing all these random ads about all these random products that I don't care about, which is what it was 10, 11, 12 years ago on Google. Um, But Mm -hmm. Google is so smart now that the ads I see, I actually care about, Um, especially when you think about, you know, the search ads, because it has all of this data on all of my search history and what I've actually clicked on and what I'm actually interested in, that when Mm -hmm. I'm looking for something, what I'm looking for, those ads that show up at the top are actually relevant and things that I want to click on. And I yeah. click on them all the time. Whereas like, you know, a few years ago, they were a little bit more scammy. Like people were able to just kind of like fill up their um, their Google account with whatever people are going to click on. But, you know, Google really can tell now if the page that you're sending them to is relevant to the ad that they're presenting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love search ads because they are so efficient and effective in the yeah. world that we're using them in today. Um, and then I also love how Google has found all these other ways to present things that people are interested in in different mediums like display mm-hmm. ads or video ads or app ads. Um, so it's it's not nearly like I think because ads are just a part of our lives these days. If they're going to be a part of their of my life, I don't want them to be invasive and disruptive. I want them to be helpful in my discovery of new products and services. And I really think that that's what Google is doing. So mm-hmm. there's my spiel. It's interesting that you say that as a positive because I think everyone else in the world would say that's creepy. They know everything about me, so they're showing me relevant ads. Yeah, but I think it's probably the marketer yeah. in you that says that's helpful, and mm. you kind of. Oh, you, you step past the privacy concerns of Google and Facebook knowing I was literally just about everything to say about that. you. I think so unpopular I, opinion. I love getting ads for things that yeah. are relevant to me. <laughs> I think there's, um, there's this, and I don't know if this is generational or what, because my parents have said the same thing that it, 
at some point you come to this conclusion that if you're going to use the internet, there's going to be information about you out there. Um, and so you just, you kind of, you have to come to terms with that and whether you can either decide that it's going to work for you or you can just be upset about it. Um, so I think I've just decided to let it kind of work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that there should still be conversations about privacy and security, especially when it comes to, you know, like kiddos using the internet or anything like that. I'm, I'm all for security and privacy. Um, but it's not a foolproof plan because, you know, the internet's not that old and we're still kind of discovering a lot about it as it's continually evolving, like by the millisecond. So I'm a glass half full kind of person. That's you. I like that. I like that about you, Ellen. But no, I feel, I feel the same way. I, it's kind of one of those things. If it's going to happen, if I'm going to be tracked on the internet and, and whatever, like let it work for me, you know, like, Give me the best possible experience I can have. And if you know that I'm, I mean, it is very creepy when the internet knows like I'm in the market for like a particular pair of boots or something. And then I'm starting to get ads for like all of these boutiques that are selling boots. Kind of weird, but also I'm like, you know, no, cause I'm out here searching for my options. Like, and it's just giving it to me without me even having to really work that hard. So I like it. And then on the flip side, as the advertiser, it's wonderful because one, you can trust that your ads are getting in front of a relevant audience. And two, you have control over letting them know who your audience is. Um, you, There are so many different options for targeting, whether you want it to be um, maybe a, a broad geographical area or you want it to be narrowed down into certain um, demographics, age, um, gender, sex, Whatever, whatever word is appropriate there. <laughs> um, Both of those uh, are appropriate. It's true. Interests, like if you want people that are interested in a certain topic, maybe they're outdoorsy. So maybe you're selling mountain bikes and you um, are wanting to target those groups that are more outdoorsy um, or just behaviors. You can also target by behaviors as well. So like not only, you know, are these their interests, but are they actively searching for this? Are they actively um like involved in different groups on the internet you know whatever it might be you can really narrow down these um these different target audiences and that is when you bring your money into it that's what makes it so great because like ellen said in the beginning here you're not just kind of putting something out there and hoping that out of the million people that are going to see this that maybe like a one percent of them is going to be your audience um we're hoping that the majority of the people seeing this ad are now going to be relevant. Whether they're interacting with your ad or not, they're at least a relevant audience that you're getting in front of. Yeah, we built a, um, uh, a campaign profile on, on Facebook that we use for youngs, and it's moms, grandmas that like zoos and carnivals and hanging out with their grandkids, and then put that within a 75-mile radius of here, and those are our customers. So it's easy mm-hmm. to use that use that profile to say show this you know we're having a wristband weekend next weekend so want to come to young's and have some ice cream want to tot and those are relevant buyers whether they come or not it's up up to them mm-hmm. ideally but i'm definitely showing it to people that are our customers when i first got started uh i guess running specifically search ads for clients um a question that i got a lot was 
isn't this kind of scammy or do people even like, are people even going to click these because they're ads? And I understand that, you know, in the beginning, it might've seemed kind of weird, but I, I have had to tell this to multiple clients. Um, just, I can assure you that like when you click on that ad and as a user, so when you click on the ad on Google search, that is not a scam of any kind. It's not going to take you to a sketchy website. Google Google does a really amazing job at vetting your information and vetting your website to make sure that the user experience is going to be top-notch based off of what your search history is and what the keywords you just typed in were. So you can almost bet that those ads are going to be the most relevant thing you can click on um, for what you're searching. So I well, always recommend, thing. like, I'm always clicking on those ads when I'm searching something. I trust them and, Listen you know. Listen to you too. Out there clicking ads. One thing, oh yeah, one thing this makes me think about too is like the relevancy of um, related content on your site. So it kind of depends on, you know, where your ad falls in the customer life cycle. Um, but especially if you are running an ad campaign for somebody who oh, no. is, you know. Um, let me add this to my Ellen collection of. Oh no. Oh, How about no. now? Am I back? You're back. You're back now. Oh man, I missed. Hey. I missed the perfect. I missed. You missed the, the opportunity. Oh, no. I did. I I got. I did get a screenshot, but it wasn't as good as the first one. Uh, well, <laughs> here's to hoping. Ooh, that's a better one. <gasps> that is a good one. Yes. Oh got it. no. How about now? Just kind of like, just like dreaming off to the side. I know. She's well, having wistful guys... thoughts about the ads she clicks. It's true. How about now? No. Oh no. Poor. Poor Ellen. We need that little that music that plays in the background, like the what is it? Like the uh, is it like Jeopardy or something? Do 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 do. Yeah. Look at you, Jeopardy. Or just some like elevator music, you know? Do 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 Okay, well, um, let's just keep talking. And she'll Ellen's out, so uh, bye, Ellen. Bye. To um, what was she talking about? Even I don't uh, know. I so just, I just let her talk, and then we sometimes we chime in. Anyway, when we're talking about search engine ads or ads on Google, um, I like to first, I guess, figure out what the client's goals are, what they're what they're trying to do, because if you are looking for sales. That's going to look different than if you just want awareness for your, maybe you have a new business and you just want to start capturing audience to let them know like, hey, we're here. Um, or again, maybe it maybe it's a really competitive uh, industry that you're in. So an example of that would be car dealerships. I brought that up. Uh, there are car dealerships everywhere and um, you want to try to capture the audience before someone else does. Um, if someone's searching, that's something that's heavily searched are, you know, new vehicles, used vehicles. And if people are searching for that and it's competitive, you can almost bet there's going to be a lot of ads even before you get to the organic listing. So that would be an instance where I would recommend search ads. So if it is competitive, um, again, the display ads would be great for awareness. Uh, so would um, like different video ads. And there's so much you can do with video ads, too, um, that that's a, a whole nother beast. Um, but if you if you have the ability or you just already have great video content and you're not running video ads, you got to start doing that. 
Welcome back, Ellen. <laughs> hey, buddy. I'm so sorry I had to leave. I don't know what happened. My Riverside uh, window was the only one that wasn't loading. Oh. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sounds familiar. Back from back from when I had issues. But I could still hear you guys, oh, which was really funny. <laughs> um, obviously, way before you, Ellie, because this was client number two. We ran a ad campaign for my father-in-law when he was running for Clark County Commissioner the first the first time, and we got 1.2 million impressions for his ad campaign that we ran over I don't know four months. And it was just the image of his street sign was the only thing that we ran. And so my thought was I'm going to run the heck out of this within everyone in Clark County specific areas, of course. But I just wanted I just wanted to show as many times as possible because that's the idea behind a political street sign is that you mm -hmm. see it and go oh yeah I've seen that guy he must be great because his sign's blue. So uh, 1.2 million impressions on that ad for like I don't know, 700 bucks, I think his total, mm -hmm. total campaign was. So after it won, I'm sitting in a room with, you know, Melanie of Shiftology, Rick, a couple of the other local officials, and Dave Hobson, who was a, I think he was a senator for us at one point. Um, and he was also helping kind of run the campaign. And in the middle of this meeting where I'm just like a no one, I'm just kind of sitting in the corner with my, here's my stats. Dave Hobson looks at me and says, this is shit. This is <laughs> There's not 1.2 million people in Clark County. And I said, well, Mr. Hobson, it just, it just showed 1.2 million times. So it showed over and over again to a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. and I was like, and that's why he won, which, you know, whatever. But, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, when you talk about, um, you know, not necessarily uh, running ads to get e-commerce, but just for awareness. And that's exactly what my, mm -hmm. what my goal was. Like, I, I don't need people to click to his website and say, oh, this is a – it's a great website and a professional man. I mean, yeah. even politics in 2010 aren't much that much different than they are now. It's I'm going to vote for my guy. But so I just wanted the street sign to show up everyone on the internet for a couple of months, and then we're going to yeah. we're going to go away and it works. You just wanted that name recognition more so yeah. than than anything, yeah. And that's right. And that's a wonderful example. There are so many different options. You think of the like the buying funnel, like are you up here and you just want to get your name out there or do you want to run ads that are specifically like buy this now, we're running a sale. Um, and there are options for all of that. And that's something that whether you're running ads with us, doing it yourself or running ads with a different agency, those are things that you should be discussing. Um, it's not just, a, oh, you want to run ads? Okay, cool. No, we got we to gotta figure out what the best way to meet your goals are. And there are so many different options. Um, but some, a, a good example, that's a perfect segue to what I was okay. going to say. <laughs> if we can hop back, um, I was talking about the customer life cycle and the importance of having supportive content for whatever your ad is mm -hmm. running. Um, so no matter where they're at, if they're just discovering you or if they're ready to make a sale today, then that means that they've already done their research on you and your brand. Um, so it's really, really important that you have good, solid supporting content on your website or your other channels um, to help your customer learn more and, and do all the research that they would like to do before they make the purchase. Um, so that supporting content, whether it's blogs or articles or podcasts or social media channel or, you know, frequently asked questions, explaining your services, whatever it is, all of those go all of those things are only going to help your ad be more successful. Um, so the more organic content that you can create that's going to answer questions um, is just, it's just going to be better for your paid advertising. Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted to say. And you said it well. Before you my did. internet went out. Thank you. I feel like it was going to be better the first time around, but oh well. Yeah, it's never, it's never the same. <laughs> it's okay. It still worked. It worked out good. Upset sigh. <laughs> 
So I'm going to talk about, you might, I mean, it might be running through a lot of people's heads, like if they're a business owner um, or they just work for a a small business, nonprofit, when is the appropriate time to run ads? Because again, as a small business, as a nonprofit, you don't have, you might not have endless funds. And this again, does take money. So when is it appropriate to actually decide to pull the trigger and run these ads? Because again, you want to get the most out of what you're spending on your marketing. So um, just a few examples, and I brought this up, a good one is if you are in that competitive industry and you want more traffic to your website, um, if it's competitive and there are people running search ads, there are competitors running search ads, they are capturing the majority of the audience, guaranteed, um, because no one's going to scroll down to see your organic listing. And just because those ads, this is an important note, Just because those ads of competitors are showing up at the top of the page, that doesn't mean anything is wrong with your website or anything is wrong with your organic listings. It just simply means that someone is paying for space above you. Um, And so that's one thing that you have to, I guess, be comfortable with and get out of your mind. It's nothing wrong with your website um, and there's there's nothing else going on. It's just that it's competitive and if you want to show up at the top of the page, unfortunately, you have to pay for it. Um, so that would be one instance if that's important to you and you want to be at the top of those search pages. That's when I would recommend um, running search ads. Um, really good content to have for ads would be if you're running a sale. Um, if you have like a special going on or if you are offering a new product or something is new in your business. You have a, a new product or service that you really want to push. Um that that's really good content for those ads and then ellen was kind of talking about having supporting information on your website google does this thing called an ad rank um, and a relevance score and to have a high ad rank uh, to make your ad as good as possible where google wants to show it to your audience the content in your ad the text has to match what you have on your landing page so example if you're running 25% off this month for whatever your services are, um, you'll want to direct that click to a landing page on your website that's also talking about that sale. That's going to provide the best user experience and that's going to give you the best shot at showing up at the top of that search page. Um, And then again, just if you want to, um, if you just want general awareness, Most of the time, general awareness ads are a little less expensive. Um, They're less competitive. So again, if you think of that that uh, funnel, if you're kind of up here at the top, you just want that awareness, it's going to be a little bit less per click until you get kind of down to the bottom and you're ready. You You want the people that are ready to make a purchase and you want that specific audience, that specific person that's ready to purchase something that's going to be when when it's a little bit more competitive, a little bit more expensive. Um, so all things to consider when you're talking about uh, running ads on the internet. Agree. Agree. Well said. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, One thing I would... What's that? R2-D2? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would add to that is... Um, and we've kind of, this has been a common thread throughout the entire episode, but um, Google is just getting better and better at showing their users what they want to see. Um, so 
if you have like what Ellie was saying, if you have <sighs> this might be what grinds my gears, but if you put something up that's twenty five percent and it's supposed to go twenty five percent off and it's supposed to go to a certain product, and then you take me to a general product page or your home page, ugh. Mm-hmm. Nothing grinds my gears more. I will never click on one of your ads again. Um, so keep in mind that you really want to have like that clear direction and that that clear path for your audience um, that's going to take them to what they want to see, um, not just, you know, using buzzwords and then hoping that, yeah. you know, they land on your website and keep going. Yeah, so not only will that turn your audience away if you if you're looking for a specific product and you click to it and it just takes you to the home page of a website where you're like okay well where do I go now to find what I just saw in the ad not only will that upset the customers mm-hmm. but also that ad might not have even showed because Google is again really good about finding what's relevant and showing ads that have a good um, score and a good ad rank um, a good quality score and to have a good quality score you have to have relevant information on your landing page. So um, if yeah. your ad even does show, it's going to, like Ellen said, make your customers a little unhappy. Yeah. What I try to explain to clients that have never done mm-hmm. ads before is that if, if, if you say, Google, I want to spend $500 for this ad to run for this month, they're going to show it as many times as they have to to get that $500. They're mm-hmm. not, they're not going to leave money on the table. They're not going to say, well, we ran it 200 times. That's enough. You know, you, you, we don't want to, you're going to, they're going to spend it all, whether it works or doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if you do a good job of optimizing your website and making it look pretty and having it go to a landing page that's relevant to your ad and the click through rate on that ad um, through, you know, the, let's say a form or e-commerce purchase that triggers back to Google that this was a successful purchase or transaction via this ad, they're going to show it more times to more people like that. So the more work you do, uh, on the back end before you actually create the ad is going to uh, get you more success on the, in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Ellen, Agreed. did you have, you looked like, okay, Agreed. I was going to say, you look like you had a thought, but I can't tell because you're just kind of like you're here and there with your camera. <laughs> oh. um, here and the there with yeah, the camera. It, it turned off for a while. It said, oh, it, said okay. it, was rec- it said it was recording. It just yeah, said, everything's you know, recording. We're just, they're trying to conserve your internet power, I think, which yeah. is nice. Um, You're running on a generator over there with a little hamster and a wheel. <sighs> no, John, you yeah, brought up literally. a really good point, um, and I want to talk mm-hmm. about this before I, I jump into. I also want to give a couple minutes towards talking about social media advertising. Um, but before we get there, John kind of brought up a little bit about budget. Um, and I think that this is an important discussion because... John was right in saying no matter what budget you put behind these ads, it's going to spend. You're going to get results in the way of clicks or impressions. Um, most of the time, this is pay per click. Um, it is, you know, you pay per click on an ad. Um, sometimes, like with video ads, you're paying per impression. It's whatever your goal is. So you can, there are a couple of little like differences, but generally, these are pay per click ads. So, you might get these clicks, um, you will get results, and obviously the more money you have, the more clicks you're going to get. Number one, I'm gonna reiterate, yes, it's very important to have those settings as good as possible so that the people who are clicking to your website are actually the users that you want on your website and they're the ones that are ready to you know, complete the form you have or make a purchase, whatever your goal is. Um, 
But with that, uh, I want to note it is it, this is also something I always tell my clients too. you know, you're going to get results with whatever budget. So if you only have $100 and I have done my research and recommended something like 700, but you're like, I just have 100. I'm going to say you can certainly do that. However, here's what that's going to look like. If you're doing search ads, for example, if if it is a competitive topic, if the searches that you want to show up for are competitive and there are other um, businesses showing up in that space, you your ad, because your budget is so low, might only show 10% of the time. So and only 10% of the searches being done. Um, so you might show up, you know, someone might search, I'm going to go back to mountain bikes. Someone might search um, that they're looking for a mountain bike and your ad shows up. And then the next person searches for a mountain bike and your ad doesn't show up for the next 20 searches because Google is ultimately also trying to conserve your budget because they don't want you to just get, you know, 10 clicks right away at the beginning of the month and then not show your ad anymore. So they are going to spread it out to stretch your budget over across, you know, a daily budget or a monthly budget um, or for the duration of your campaign, however long that's going to be. It's not going to just spend up front. So you might be showing up for one in every 20 searches or whatever it might be. So you're missing out on, if you have a low budget, you're missing out on so many people, on such a big audience um, that now your competitors are getting. Um, So keep that in mind if you do want to be as competitive as possible or just keep that in mind when you are looking at your results. So it all has to do with, you know, how much your budget is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a law of averages, right? So like if, you know, if you're saying, well, this, you know, company, ice cream company A has a $100 budget and ice cream company B has a $3,000 budget. You know, B's, B's company's ads are going to show so many more times than A. So it gives them a, a, a much greater chance of those ads being clicked and reacted on mm-hmm. as opposed to A's. Uh, you know, the, the the quality of the product or the quality of the service has nothing to do with the ads. If both websites are optimized the same exact way, one's going to show a lot more time, so it has a greater chance of uh, resulting in revenue than than the smaller one. Mm-hmm. So even if you know, you know, the you could get lucky with the smaller budget, and the first ad click could be a five thousand dollar purchase, and you go, great, I spent a hundred dollars for a month. I only spent ten cents on this one click, and I got five thousand dollars. <laughs> the odds aren't the odds aren't practical. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just not how it happens. Like click, uh, you know, a really good click through rate on an ad's like two percent, right? Two or three percent. So, yeah. yeah. So even and you know you got to uh, garner your expectations from even that. So of a hundred clicks or a hundred times the ad gets shown, gets clicked twice. How many of, how many of those two clicks are going to result in a sale? Probably not one, and probably definitely not two. Mm-hmm. So you know you get that over a hundred or so. And your your sale rate's like five or ten percent, maybe, uh, right. of the amount of clicks through. So you're talking every you're every time you're talking to a smaller group of people. So I've got a hundred people come to my hundred people see the ad. Two of them click it. Uh, one of them one of them clicks uh, the sale. Woohoo! Then you know, but you get more more ads, more money. I don't know. I'm rambling now. So <laughs> I don't have Ellen, I don't have Ellen there to shut me up. She left. She doesn't want That's to talk. That's okay. To I was I was on board with it. Um, something, one thing that I will note though, uh, a strategy to kind of get around this. So if you do have a low budget, but you know, you need to start showing up in this space and we're going to use the ice cream shop again for an example, 
if you pick keywords that aren't as popular, so you, you'll know if you only have $100 to spend in a month, you're probably not going to capture the audience for just when people search ice cream because yikes, that's going to be expensive. Everybody that sells ice cream is probably showing ads. Um, and also that's such a broad keyword. So if I'm searching ice cream, I might not be searching for ice cream stands near me. I might be searching for just different types of ice cream I th that I can go to Kroger and buy. Um, so that is a very broad keyword. So if you have a low budget, I always recommend let's really focus on what keywords we want to show up for. Do we want to so show up in more of those um, like location, local searches like ice cream in Yellow Springs, ice cream in Springfield and narrow it down from there? Or is there a specific ice cream that you have that you know is popular that they can't just get? Like if you have pistachio ice cream and you make the best pistachio ice cream in town, make that a keyword. So something that's a little bit more specific that now you know the people, it, it's more relevant when people are searching. Your ad is going to be more relevant and you, you know, a lot of other competitors might not be bidding on that term pistachio ice cream. So now you get to capture that bit of audience. So that's something to keep in mind too. It's something when I'm building a, a strategy for ads that I, I keep in mind when I'm looking at budget. If it's a low budget, we kind of, we stay away from those more broad terms and get more specific about your products and services. Um, but if you have a huge budget and you just want to capture as much audience as you can, then ice cream might be an okay keyword to bid on. Yeah, it, yeah, it just depends on the audience. But yeah, it, it sounds like what you're saying uh, is that the more homework you do everywhere is going to be better for your budget. So the more mm -hmm. work you do on your website and optimizing the landing page, making sure that looks right and it's going to uh, capture as much sales as, you, as you're looking for, um, being specific about the terms that you use in the ad, the graphics that you use in the ad, the people that you're trying to reach. So as opposed to, I just want to send this ad out to everyone in Ohio, regardless of age, sex, gender, uh, if they live in a house or not, or an apartment, whether they make $400 million a year or $4 a year. If mm -hmm. I really target my market down to people, I'm going to get more results. Right. And again, just to bring it full circle, that is the beauty about these platforms is you can, you can target that specifically. Um, so that's why this is such a good um, product that we can offer, a good service that we offer and a good um, marketing tactic that you should look into if you haven't already done so. Um, so that being said, just briefly, let's just in time to talk about social media. Um, We'll kind of just briefly give an overview here of social media advertising. Um, you have probably, if you are on any social media platform, have seen the advertisements that pop up. Um, those are also very targeted to you as a user. Um, so again, you have information on your social media page that says things like where you live, what your interests are, things, things that you've interacted with in the past. There's information on social media platforms about you and that's how you get served ads. Um, so as the advertiser, you have the ability to, again, uh, show ads to um, users based on demographics, uh, location, uh, interests, behaviors, different things about their profile, what have you. Um, and the good thing with about these, uh, again, social media ads tend to be a little less expensive. Um, you can get away with a smaller budget depending on what you're advertising. Um, and they're just a really good way to uh, kind of facilitate that interaction that you're looking for on social media. Um, 
We run, I think, one of the agreed. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something. It was just the silence. Felt like I needed to interject something. Well, I don't, I feel like when I get going, I just keep talking and I'm like, I should pause and see if they want to interject anything here. <laughs> I'm a flight risk, so I don't yeah, recommend uh, saying anything. <laughs> Ellen's only allowed to come back in when it's growing my gears time. Yeah, Ellen's only allowed to say when she agrees or disagrees here, so. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say about social media from a user perspective with your ads, um, especially for Facebook and Instagram, you can let the advertiser, you can let Facebook and Instagram know if you don't like the ads that you're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I've had clients before ask me, like, on a personal note, like, I don't really like these ads that I'm seeing. And I'm like, you can tell them. You can mark that you don't like it. And then you won't see ads like that anymore. Um, so like we were saying earlier, use these tools to your advantage, um, as a business and as a user, mm -hmm. um, that way you have a more personal experience. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I Thanks, think that Zuckerberg. that's, it's a really yeah. interesting take because as an advertiser, it might be annoying to you that, that people have the opportunity to turn your ads off and not see them. But if they're doing that, that means that they don't find your ads relevant and they don't want to be seeing what you're advertising. They don't want to see your product. So they're not they're not your audience anyway. So, you know, flip your perspective and view it as kind of a positive because they're able to, that's somebody that now you're saving that click, you're saving that money because um, it could have just been an accidental click that somebody uh, clicked to your website and they're like, oh, that's not relevant. Um, so now you're saving that money. You're being, you're able to show to an even more relevant audience now. Um, it's like and, email marketing. You know, I don't see unsubscribes as a bad thing. I see unsubscribes as people saying like, hey, I'm not interested at this point. And I'm like, great, you just narrowed down who my customer is. Yeah. Um, so you can use those to your advantage, like what Ellie was saying. Absolutely. And and just like with Google and the other search engines, there are so many different um, avenues you can go with social media advertising or goals you can choose. So w what is your goal? Is this just for awareness? Is it another political ad that you just want your face to be seen a million times on Facebook? Um, are you trying to facilitate traffic to your website? Do you want to really advertise? Um, maybe it's a new blog you wrote. Maybe it's uh, your sales page. Maybe you just want to get that traffic to your website. Um, did you create a new video and you want video views? That's a Social media is a great place to run video ads. Um, or even, you know, maybe you just got started. Maybe your page following is small. You can run ads that just generate page follows and likes and engagement um, just to kind of get your name out there. So there, there, again, there are all kinds of ways you can use this. It's just a matter of narrowing down what your goals are, what your budget is, and what platforms you would rather be on. Agreed. Agreed. Hey. <laughs> All right. Um, any last thoughts on advertising? I know that it's a lot of information and I could go into each specific um, platform and each specific uh, way that you can use them. Um, that would, I mean, they could each be their own topic, honestly. You know, when we're talking about video ads, shopping ads, display ads on Google, we could really kind of hit this hard. But uh, the goal, I guess, was just to kind of give an overview. Let our listeners know uh, what's possible, what they should could be thinking about. Um, and of course, if you are interested or have any questions about what you how you could be utilizing advertising, you were here, um, we'll be are willing to help. And it will 
be wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I really liked this like overview. I think in a future episode we should do like um, very specifics, like what kind of verbiage makes up a good ad, like mm-hmm. like kind of those key things to keep in mind, like you know specifics with images and stuff like that. Like pixel sizes, I feel like for ads can mm-hmm. change pretty regularly, um, but you know like making sure you keep up the quality of your ads or your images that you're using in ads and stuff like that. There are lots of tips and tricks that we could share yeah. from our experience. Definite, um, definite tips or just best practices that are out there. Um, you know, I've had, I have clients even that they, you know, they want to try running it themselves just because they're interested in it. They want, they want to, um, kind of have that control kind of like when some of our clients want access to make changes on their website themselves, not because they don't trust us, but because they just, they like having that ability. They want to know how to work it and they can easily just get in and make changes when they want. Um, so it is a topic that I think a lot of people would like to know more about, but it's just, Mm -hmm. if you log into Google ads for the first time, it's kind of horrifying. So I would like to help people. And like what you were saying, like it changes so much. So like, we want to be careful that we aren't, you know, putting out a podcast episode that has really dated information that isn't going to be helpful to somebody, you know, like two or three months down the road even. Right. Um, so we want to keep that in mind as well. But if you do have specific questions, you can always email us by visiting the Shoutout Design website. Absolutely. All right. Well, if uh, if Ellen's internet will work with us here, it is time for What Grinds My Gears. Ellen. My internet. Oh, it's <laughs> no fun. So predictable. It was doing so well. This is a side tangent, but I think it has our entire neighborhood is on like one network. And so like what you were saying, John, like only so many people can like so many devices can use the internet at once and school is out. I'll use the lineals to sit home watching Netflix all day. Get a job. That's what grinds my gears. Come on. Um, so anyway, what grinds my gears? Um, it has to do with ads and it, we've kind of already talked about it a little bit, but, um, what grinds my gears is when um, somebody wants to run ads and they have no clear direction or goal for an ad campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll say something like, you know, I want to get more website visitors or I want to get more sales. And it's those those seem very direct and very specific, but they're actually very general and not helpful to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it can result in a vague goal or objective can really result in um, extremely different expectations between us and our client. Um, And it just, it doesn't, it doesn't end up well for anybody. So I kind of thought about it like Tim and I recently watched Inception and Ellie, I know you haven't seen it yet, but um, the like whole thought process is they want to like implant an, an idea at like the core of who somebody is. So they have to go through like all these like deep levels basically to get to like the subconscious. But um, they have to really strip down the idea to the core of what it is, to something very, very specific um, instead of like this very like general thing that could be interpreted in a lot of different ways. Um, So instead of saying, oh, I want to get more website visitors, you could say, oh, I want to increase awareness around this very specific campaign that I'm running. So I'd like to see an increase of X percent to this page, or I'd like to see um, this many form fill outs 
per month, whatever it's going to be. Or another good example would be like we have one client that they have uh, a virtual course. And so um, her goal is to see like an increase of so many signups for the course within a month. Um, So trying to get as specific as possible um, will really make sure that you and your advertiser are on the same page when it comes to your goals and objectives um, to make sure that, you know, your expectations are met. Um, but keeping things like very general, um, one, it can kind of end up feeling like, well, where is my money going? And two, it'll make it harder for you to convey to your advertiser like what it is that you're not seeing. So mm-hmm. make sure that you have a really clear direction or goal for your campaign. Even yeah. if it's general awareness, um, you can get pretty specific with that still. Right. I I mean, I think – Oh, it's so important. And it is so frustrating for me if if it's if I'm just left with uh you ask like, okay, well, what do you want to run ads for? And I'm like, well, we just we don't we just want to like see what it does or we just want to get more people mm-hmm. on our website. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what products are you trying to push? What do you want what do you want your sales to increase by and for what? Or and you mentioned even if your goal is just awareness, that's completely fine. But y- you have to have some idea of what audience you want to capture. So who do you want to be aware of you? And for what purpose? What do you want them to know about you? Um, Where on your website, what information do you want them to see when they come to your website? Because again, we're not just going to be sending ads to your homepage. Um, Because I do, I, I run... I run campaigns that are specifically uh, generating leads and we want to see a certain amount of, of leads or sales every month. But I also have a client who we run uh, a, a general awareness campaign. Um, we kind of switch out the ads every month with different uh, w- with a different topic for awareness and direct them to a specific campaign page on their website that gives them information about what we're even talking about. Um, so even though it's your... your showing this to a more broad audience um, and you aren't necessarily looking for those conversions, we're not really asking for leads here or sales, we're able to determine. So in this instance for awareness, we're able to determine what's successful is what is the click-through rate? How many people are interacting with this ad? How many people came onto your website? And then you look at analytics like did they visit other pages on your website? How long did they spend interacting with your website? Um, how many of these were new users, people who have never viewed your website before? Because that's our goal. We want more people who don't know about this to be seeing it. So it, the more specific you can get, the more I can tailor these results and let you know, here's what you're getting that match your goal. Um, so yeah, it's there's my spiel about that. <laughs> yeah, I think what you need to keep in mind and specifically for search engine ads like you know uh social media ads might be a little bit different but search engines exist to answer questions and solve problems and so your ad should answer a question or solve a problem Mm -hmm. for your user Um, and that's what's going to get you to show up that's what's going to get you your conversions that you're looking for so if you can't clearly determine you know what problem does this solve or what question does this answer then you may need to go back to the drawing board yep you gave me an ice cream inception idea ellen i had to write it down oh really i forgot it so i wondered what you were writing down over there (laughs) well because i was i was trying i was trying to strategize how how to say it so like you know, someone come to us and say, I want to sell more ice cream. So you could just make an ad that says, we have ice cream. 
Or you could remind someone about the time that their dad brought them for ice cream when they fell off their bike and scratched their leg. So that evokes mm-hmm. an emotional response and says, I want to take my kid when, when he falls off the bike. So I, I, exactly. like that. I like that. I like that ice cream inception idea. Yes. Like, I'm not going like to use another... any Young's ads, but, you know, just, you know. Like another good example is like say that um, hypothetically you are a functional medicine doctor. Um, Not a ton of people really know what functional medicine is even in 2022. There are quite a few, but you know the general public isn't really like super in the know of what functional medicine is. Mm -hmm. So you could run an ad about you know I am a functional medicine doctor. You should use my services. Or you could run an ad saying, are you struggling with fatigue and are you really tired and worn out? And um, are you feeling like, you know, you're just yo-yoing with your with your dieting? I have a solution for you. And then it takes them to a page talking about, you know, your brand new course that helps um, figure out why you're so tired all the time, helps get your hormones back in check, helps you get on the right supplements. Um, So, again, that's kind of taking like instead of just pushing information at somebody, how can you solve their problems or answer their questions with ads? Agree. Agree. (laughs) I'm so glad, happy that my internet didn't go out during that because I feel really I passionate too. about it. No, that was a really good <laughs> I mean, what grinds my that's gears. That's like digital, thank you. That's like digital marketing and like marketing across the board. No longer are the days of just like yelling information at yeah. people. Like if you cannot, I'm going to say it again, if you cannot answer a question or solve a problem, then you're not really doing your marketing correctly. Yeah. And that is that is my hot take. I love that. I mean, well, just like you said, like that goes, it goes for everything, not just ads. Like if you come, if you, if you want to do something with your marketing, like you have to have an idea. What is your goal? We can't just like be doing things without goals or like, you know, you can't just say like, oh, I want to market myself. And then we're not just going to be like, okay, we'll talk to you in a couple months. Like, um, yeah. We, we got to know, like, who's your audience? What's your goal? What do you want to convey? What issues are you, is your audience seeing, like, that we can solve? Um, so, yeah, it's it's a good one. It's not just with ads. It's with everything in marketing. All right, fellow slam poets. <laughs> and if you're not sure what your goals or ads, your goals or your um, direction needs to be, um, fun fact, you can ask your marketer. They Ooh. have done this Ooh. a couple of times. They what? may have some ideas for you. Um, we are a wealth of knowledge. We are here to solve your problems and answer yeah. your questions. You can go to wehavethoughtsonthat.com and we'll, we'll be glad to help you out. There's nothing there right now, but we do own it now. Which we do like have it. thoughts, oh. though. So, like. Yeah, we have thoughts. We do have thoughts if, if you ever, on anything, like, for that matter. Like, if you just want to chat, you know, we've got thoughts. <laughs> By the time this goes live, we'll, I'll have that going to somewhere. I'll just have it go to Ellen's email. Sure. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's it. That's what's. That's what is grinding my gears this week. And your that was lovely. And my internet. And you know, I, it always. It, add, it's always how it goes. Tire expense. If I just need. If I might throw that in there one more time. Are we bringing bringing that up? Do you yeah, have to get the tires I'm, again? No. Oh okay. Good lord. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If I did, this would not be the first time you're hearing about it, and I would not have been that calm. That's but I just why feel I was the surprised. need. Yeah, I just always feel the need to like throw in there like how ridiculous it is that tires are so expensive. So, the end. Ellen, if your internet can hold it, uh, I do need you to go to wehavethoughtsonthat.com so you can be proven wrong while we're recording this episode, not when it goes live. 
Are you joking? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Told you. It's true. I do, though. I have so many thoughts about everything. Just ask me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. We should just have a whole podcast about that. That's hilarious. Okay. Also, I love that picture of me. I think that's from like a JCPenney. You put it up over. there. I know. Okay. Well, I have to ask my mom. Also, my eyes are not that blue anymore, which is also sad. We need to bring back the days of like going to JCPenney and getting these adorable photos. Good luck finding one. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, going to say, literally. I agree, but first we need to open up a JCPenney. <laughs> All right, let's do it. We're still trying to start a podcast. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Time to go. Time to go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ope, Here's a Little Marketing for You, a podcast written and produced by Shout It Out Design. Our theme song is Kill the Sun by the Cincinnati-based band Motherfolk. Tune in weekly for new episodes.